What are some modern forms of idolatry? A presentation of God Questions Ministries. All the various forms of modern idolatry have one thing at their core, self. We no longer bow down to idols and images. Instead, we worship at the altar of the God of self. This brand of modern idolatry takes various forms. First, we worship at the altar of materialism, which feeds our need to build our egos through the acquisition of more stuff. Our homes are filled with all manner of possessions. We build bigger and bigger houses with more closets and storage space in order to house all the things we buy, much of which we haven't even paid for yet. Most of our stuff has planned obsolescence built into it, making it useless in no time, and so we consign it to the garage or other storage space. Then we rush out to buy the newest item, garment or gadget, and the whole process starts over. This insatiable desire for more, better, and newer stuff is nothing more than covetousness. The tenth commandment tells us not to fall victim to coveting. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant, or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Exodus twenty verse seventeen. God doesn't just want to rain on our buying sprees. He knows we will never be happy indulging our materialistic desires, because it is Satan's trap to keep our focus on ourselves and not on Him. Second, we worship at the altar of our own pride and ego. This often takes the form of obsession with careers and jobs. Millions of men and increasingly more women spend sixty to eighty hours a week working. Even on weekends and during vacations, our laptops are humming and our minds are whirling with thoughts of how to make our business more successful, how to get that promotion, how to get the next raise, how to close the next deal. In the meantime, our children are starving for attention and love. We fool ourselves into thinking we are doing it for them to give them a better life, but the truth is we are doing it for ourselves to increase our self-esteem by appearing more successful in the eyes of the world. This is folly. Our labors and accomplishments will be of no use to us after we die, nor will the admiration of the world, because these things have no eternal value. As King Solomon put it, for a man may do his work with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, and then he must leave all he owns to someone who has not worked for it. This too was meaningless and a great misfortune. What does a man get for all the toil and anxious striving with which he labors under the sun? All his days, his work is pain and grief. Even at night, his mind does not rest. This too is meaningless. Ecclesiastes two verses twenty one through twenty three. Third, we idolize mankind and by extension ourselves through naturalism and the power of science. This gives us the illusion that we are lords of our world and builds our self-esteem to godlike proportions. We reject God's word and His description of how He created the heavens and the earth. And we accept the nonsense of evolution and naturalism. We embrace the goddess of environmentalism and fool ourselves into thinking we can preserve the earth indefinitely when God has declared the earth has a limited lifespan and will last only until the end of the age. At that time, He will destroy all He has made and create a new heaven and a new earth. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with His promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. Second Peter three verses ten through thirteen. 
As this passage so clearly states, our focus should not be on worshiping the environment, but on living holy lives as we wait eagerly for the return of our Lord and Savior, who alone deserves worship. Finally, and perhaps most destructively, we worship at the altar of self-aggrandizement, or the fulfillment of the self, to the exclusion of all others and their needs and desires. This manifests itself in self-indulgence through alcohol, drugs, and food. Those in affluent countries have unlimited access to alcohol, drugs, prescription drug use is at an all-time high even among children, and food. Obesity rates in the U.S. have skyrocketed, and childhood diabetes brought on by overeating is epidemic. The self-control we so desperately need is spurned in our insatiable desire to eat, drink, and medicate more and more. We resist any effort to get us to curb our appetites, and we are determined to make ourselves the God of our lives. This has its origin in the Garden of Eden, where Satan tempted Eve to eat of the tree with the words, You will be like God. Genesis 3, verse 5. This has been man's desire ever since, to be God, and, as we have seen, the worship of self is the basis of all modern idolatry. All idolatry of self has at its core the three lusts found in 1 John 2, verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. If we are to escape modern idolatry, we have to admit that it is rampant and rejected in all its forms. It is not of God, but of Satan, and in it we will never find fulfillment. This is the great lie, and the same one Satan has been telling ever since he first lied to Adam and Eve. Sadly, we are still falling for it. Even more sadly, many churches are propagating it in the preaching of the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel built on the idol of self-esteem. But we will never find happiness focusing on ourselves. Our hearts and minds must be centered on God and on others. This is why, when asked what is the greatest commandment, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. Matthew 22, verse 37. When we love the Lord and others with everything that is in us, there will be no room in our hearts for idolatry. This has been a presentation of God Questions Ministries, www.godquestions.org.